This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys, just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. I love Elio at the beginning. I love it. It never gets old. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Ignition, Joe Costello here with you. Starting off another week, another wonderful week of motorsports. Yes, myself and Giovanni in Miami will be along just moments from now as we get everybody ready. You know, it has only taken me 10 years to figure out, to think about when the majority of our listeners are going to be listening to the audio that we're creating. Like, imagine that, right? Like, what a big thought. Typically, people will listen to this audio you're listening to right now, this podcast that is Ignition in perpetuity, we'll have new listeners a year from now. We'll click on this and listen to this show for whatever reason. But the majority are going to listen tomorrow morning. The majority are going to listen Tuesday morning, late night, Monday night, Monday early morning. The working stiffs are going to get up stiff and they're going to be creaking. They're going to have Marvin Rodax in their cup. And going to slosh out to their pickup truck or whatever they get in to go to the work. If you're, you know, rich and Saugus going to the missile factory, who knows what he's driving? Some sort of Subaru. I don't know. Bobby Graham used to get up to go to the mill. He's not going there anymore because he's retired. But they're all got their, you know, Yeti, uh, coolie thing, whatever it is that you put coffee in. And they've got WFO Ignition on the podcast. Finding out what the guys are talking about. What's up? And so I want to tailor this show at this moment to those people. And if you are one of these people who listens like on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday afternoon, late in the week, you're feeling it, uh, this one's probably going to be a little different. Not that it's old news necessarily, but here it is. A motivational Tuesday morning experience for low and for everybody that listens. I see the numbers. The overwhelming lion's share from the overwhelming lion. Tuesday, Wednesday. And then ignition slows down a little bit as all the NHRA stuff comes out. And uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Our audio-only podcast is hanging tough against the rest of our shows, video shows. I had this brilliant idea. I was going to stream this one to Twitch all by itself. And then I forgot. Because Giovanni in Miami, let me tell you about this guy. He and me, we don't want to be seen right now. This is an audio-only experience. And let's bring him into the show right now. And it's free. Chevrolet Performance Vehicles t-shirt that he got by signing over his data. What's up, Giovanni? All is well. All is well. It's a good shirt, you right? That's what one of these. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. You got I don't that call being at anywhere where they were like at a Chevy event. But yeah, obviously, this is from. That's what it is. One of those. That's an NHRA. You probably got that at the NHRA, wherever Chevrolet is. Or maybe Indy a couple of years ago. You waddled, waddled over there and you signed up. You give them your email and now you're on the list. And you got the shirt. I think it's a great trade. Why wouldn't you want all kinds of great data from Chevrolet about all their cool new cars? New cars, fast cars, neat stuff, stuff going down. You want the, you want the information. I'll trade you a shirt. 
for your ability to get the information. It's pretty great. So we're going to get into everything that's going down. There's a lot of news, man. A lot of news. Kevin Harvick goes out there. What was that? His ninth win? Nine wins? Like nine Bu- wins. Bueller was absent nine times. Nine times. Historic type season that he's having. Not only does he have nine wins, his average finish is a remarkable 6.2. That's a word that doesn't get used enough. Remarkable. It's remarkable. It is remarkable. 6.2, did you say? Yep, 6.2. That's remarkable. That's incredible. Can he get four more? (laughs) Can he get four more? That's a question. Like, I don't know. Can he get to 13? Yeah. Well, there's, what is, seven left? And isn't 13 the modern era record set by Jeff Gordon in 1998? Uh, That's what I believe it is. Modern era record, yeah. Modern era, like back, you know, back in the day when they were running races like two days a week, three days a week. It was like 60 60 cup races, you know, when Richard Petty got a lot of wins, not to diminish the king in any way, but... The modern era red. You're you're looking this up, right? You don't have to write this second, but yeah, let's no, make is. sure. No, we um, know thirteen is the modern era. Record. Thirteen is the That's modern just era record. Kind of like you know, like sixty one. It's like sixty one. Can Harvick get four more? I don't know, man. He could go out there in Vegas this weekend and get one, and then all of a sudden, he most certainly could. He could win. Well, first of all, as we know, Kevin Harvick is can actually win anywhere, as he has demonstrated. He could win in Phoenix. Like that's a definite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, like why can't he win? You know, he could win at Vegas, Talladega. He runs very well in the super speed. Nobody race. is expecting. The Roval, he's a he's definitely a road course driver. A historic performance by Kevin Harvick. It's kind of sneaking up on everybody. But guess what? It might be happening right before our eyes. And who are the first people to bring up such craziness? WFO, of course. We had a big stat last week that I remember we were like the ones who nailed it. Way ahead of everybody on it, whatever it was. It escapes me now. <laughs> we throw out so much trash, some of it sticks. No, really, we had something. It's, it's, it's embarrassing that I don't keep track of all our huge victories. But it was something like two, three weeks ago that we had said on the show, and we championed it, and it happened. Maybe I'm thinking about Scotty Polachek going out there and winning the U.S. Nationals. That was for the Patreons only, though. No, it was an ignition thing. I, I, oh, see, then I there's even a, more. You have a, a mild, mild recollection of something, right? A mild yeah, recollection well, I mean, of we're something. We're always throwing stuff out, and there they're always coming we true. We give our we yeah. give our opinion on these things, and they're but always tend, coming. You know, true. we don't make crap up. Like nope. we tend to be right when we put this stuff out there because we're you know we're not just reporting this; we're actually fans of the sports, we're connected to the cosmic so, forces. The Scotty so Polachek. want to see how our, our sports improve a little bit. The Scotty Polachek thing was really amazing, though. And I did that for the Patreons and our Patreon show, which so many people, uh, we got a new Patreon, uh, Stubo coming on board, uh, you know, paying for the show, paying for the secret after shows, paying for the Monday motivation, paying for all this stuff, becoming part of a community, a brotherhood, if you will, or sisterhood, a sister and brotherhood, whatever that's called when there's both men and female together in some sort of brotherhood-type family situation when they're not actually Sounds related. Sounds like an orgy to me. No, see, you had to make it weird. But that's okay. People have come to expect that here on Ignition. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, been really good. We had a happy hour on Friday 
with Pro Stock Crew Chiefs. If you are at all a fan of Pro Stock and you missed out on that, then I don't think you're that big a fan of Pro Stock. Because this thing was epic. Dave Connolly, Mike Heiner, Eddie Granaccia, just talking Pro Stock. Every question that I had always wanted to know the answer to, I hit him with. Guys, what about this? Nah. What about this? Nah. Guys, what about... Nah. So you're saying that right now, the sport is right where you think it should be, for the most part. The classing, classes, the racing, etc. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they agreed. And I love it. These are the guys, lifers in pro stock. And they think that what they're doing right now is as good as it's ever been and better than it's ever been. That not that exactly the kind of stuff that you want to know about? Like, do these people really like what they're doing or do they wish it was another way? No, these guys like it exactly as it is. I find that to be interesting. Kind of cool. There's a new little square down here in my camera. I'm going to see what it does right now. I'm going to press it. Oh, look at that. My whole thing is now full screen. One thing you don't want is Giovanni full screen. Let's go back to exit full screen. What's wrong with that, man? Oh, you just because I big. got moppy hair and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's time for a haircut for both of us. But I'm not going to do it before the Gator Nationals this weekend. So we got the Kevin Harvick story. We got a bunch of things. Ross Chastain going to go to the 42. That's big news. The Bubba Wallace story is still out there, kind of. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to cover that. Lamont was this past weekend. little bit. As much as you get great predictions that will come true on this show, sometimes you will also totally miss out on a storyline like the 24-hour of Lamont, which we did not really bring up a lot last week. But the Toyota TS Hybrid, two out of the top three positions on the podium. Second place was the Rebellion R13, but Sebastian Buemi, Kaz Nakajima, and Brendan Hartley are your 24 Hours du Le Mans victors. And now everybody, of course, wants to know about Le Mans because of Ford versus Ferrari. Bruno Senna's team second, Mike Conway's team uh, rounding out third, the other uh, hybrid. No Corvettes. No, you know, it's one of those years. I could say we were protesting because the Corvettes weren't there. They got the new uh, mid-engine vet. We'll see how things go. But honestly, we just didn't get into it. We were just having such a great time with all the other stuff. But there's bad news on the horizon, too. I was a no, I was a... Uh, NHRARacer.com, and it's not it's NHRARacer.com, which is a great little website for NHRA's racers, as you would imagine, for like information, gate information, things to go, places to go, people to see, sponsor information, all of that stuff. Well, NHRA Racer, and I'm kind of confused as to why it's not coming up on my computer. Here we go. There was a letter from NHRA's president, Glenn Cromwell. And it basically goes into the details of the fact that Coca-Cola has had a change of heart and have told the NHRA that they're going to walk away from their sponsor agreement of the professional series. Not as initially discussed in 2023, but at the end of their, this season. I, I mean, immediately. Like now, as of now, instantly. And so NHRA has had to enter into a situation with them, and that's uh, available for you all to read. That is kind of a negative story that's rocking the drag racing community right now. And it's really too bad 
But this is, you know, COVID life. Hashtag COVID. 2020. All kinds of bad, crazy stuff happening in one year. NHRA did just announce an extension of their television schedule with Fox to 2026. And the new television schedule is going to give them eight big network broadcasts, including one that is going to have uh, the NFL as a lead in somehow. Which is pretty interesting. And there will be multiple opportunities to lead into the NFL somehow. So they're really working hard to build the audience. It is unfortunate that the uh, the title sponsor has you know had a change of heart. Obviously, the people that I work with at Coca-Cola are some of the best people that I know. So this is one that I'm going to just watch it. Just watch it. But I will also say this. Speaking of things that we have been kind of on and discussing for close to 20 years on the show, it's easier to replace one of five 20% sponsors than it is to replace one 100% sponsor. And perhaps NHRA should use this opportunity to mimic or follow along the NASCAR model where they have, I believe it is four or five premier level sponsorships. And the Winston Cup became the NASCAR Cup series like we recommended for many, many years. Uh, Maybe this is the time to do something like that. Create a large championship pool of money using multiple sponsors, multiple sponsorships, multiple uh, avenues, and then call it the Wally Parks Championship or something even more relevant to the modern world and not attach your sponsor's name to anything like that. Just a thought. Just thinking out loud. Just put it out there. And there it is. By 2026, Fox, title sponsorship in limbo. Now, the, the, we'll say uh, NHRA is going to you know, continue as Mellow Yellow Drag Racing throughout the end of the year. So that's, that's good news. That's good news. All right, let's give the results. Gio, do you got anything to say about any of that? What are you doing? No, nothing. Just standing up, man. You're standing just up. Standing up. You're yeah. just standing up. I hear you breathing. Yep. I hear the breathing is going on. Should I not breathe? No, you know, you sound like Big Dave. You're doing your best impression of the Big Dave Lemon. Well, I don't know. You know, I guess I gotta get some kind of new mic setup because these little earbuds—that's that's the way it sounds. I have no idea what I sound like. I can't hear it. You don't go back and listen to the shows. I mean. You don't. I can't hear myself breathing, dude. You don't go back and listen to the shows? Great. Do you think I remember last week's show? Not one of those Tuesdays. No, neither do I. And I listened. Tuesday morning, man. That's how I figured out everybody listens on Tuesday morning, because I listened on Tuesday morning, and I got fired up, man. We got uh, time and temperature. Top of the hour, 9.02. Yes, we've got our uh, traffic helicopter out there, and it looks like there's a slowdown on the 102 coming up to the 954. And I see the Palmetto Expressway is backed up, as always. Apparently, there is a couch blocking six lanes. Uh, Who knew a regular normal couch loveseat combination from Rooms to Go would end up in the middle of the Palmetto Expressway? And yet it is true. The 405, no one's going anywhere on the 405 because nobody ever does. This is your time uh, traffic report here on WFO. Brought to you by Giovanni's Jewelers. Did she say no? Go bigger next time. Giovanni's. And there you have it. Let's do the results. 
the results from NASCAR. Kevin Harvick wins the race in the Bushlight Ford. The Skittles Toyota came in second. And I was really doing like, which do I like better? Do I like Skittles or do I like Bush? And the answer is which I like. Which was that one? That's the one that's, that, that is Bush. Yeah, no, that one. The one that said Bush. The one that says Bush. Which, which is one that is that? One? Yeah. I like Skittles better, but in this case, Harvick winning was uh, just, you know, it was entertaining. It was a good, strong entertaining finish you didn't know which way it was going to go and it went harvick's way yeah we I like had a a, just a really really good uh bush light ford mustang tonight um i got it a little dinged up with 50 or 60 laps to go i knocked a hole in the nose and um you know made it a made it a little too tight through the center of the corner but turned into a heck of a race um you know in and out of traffic there with kyle he got me got me once uh, pinned up there in traffic and i was and then uh, hold the lead there, there till the end. So just uh, really proud of, of everybody that they for everything that they've done all year, and just continuing to fight. And um, you know, there's there's not many races that you can win or like like winning here at the Bristol Night Race. So uh, that was that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I had fun watching. I thought it was a good race. I thought it was entertaining. It was good to see the crowd. Um, Bristol Night Race. That's right, the Bristol Night Race. Maybe. Uh, people are going to be so excited to go back to the races after this is all over that uh, Bristol will get back to what it was because now you're at 50% capacity or whatever it was, uh, maybe a little less than 50. It was 20%. Yeah. They said they had 30,000 fans. But it was nice to see people. All of a sudden, our expectations are different. We don't have this expectation <laughs> of 160,000 people. And so when you see 30, you think, ah, you see 30 and you think, wow, 30,000 people. That's awesome. Look at that. They all showed up. They're here to watch the race, and they were having a good time. Kyle Busch second, Eric Jones third, Tyler Reddick fourth, and the Childress Vineyards Chevrolet. Nice. Fifth was Eric Amarola. Sixth, Clint Boyer. I had Tyler Reddick and Eric Amarola, but I couldn't find my way into one of the top three positions. Big bummer, man. Big bummer, man. Clint Boyer sixth, Chase Elliott seventh. Uh, Chris Busher, 8th, Ryan Priest, ninth, Michael McDowell, 10th. We'll tell you who advanced when we talk playoffs in a second. Joy, Joey Logano, 11th, Austin Dillon, 12th, followed by 13th on back, Ryan Blaney, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, Ty Dillon, Matt DiBenedetto, Matty D, 19th, John Hunter Nemechek, Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace, Cole Custer, Ryan, Martin Truex Jr., I started to say Ryan Truex because Ryan Newman is after him, and I'm, Ryan Truex is Martin Truex's brother, and it, uh, I got locked up. Ryan Newman, Daniel Suarez, Gray Galden, Chris Bell, Quinn Hoff, J.J. Yaley, Joey Gase, Garrett Smithley, Corey LaJoy, 33rd, Brad Keselowski. Ooh, bum bum. No bueno for Brad. James Davison, Reed Sorensen, Timmy Hill, William Byron, Josh Balicki, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Rounding out the field, the average speed was 95.911 miles per hour. The race was won by three-tenths of a second, actually 31 hundredths of a second, exactly, over Kyle Busch. And uh, Kevin Harvick is the winner. He finished third, second, and then first in the final stage. A very strong night. Kyle Busch finished second, first, and ended up second. So those two drivers pretty much leading the whole race 226 laps led for harvick 159 laps led for kyle bush chase elliott and brad Keselowski ended up leading the lion's share of the remaining laps and there it is the results from the bristol night race the 60th annual bass pro shops nra night race at bristol 
at Bristol Motor Speedway. The world's fastest half mile. <laughs> how many things? The last great Coliseum. The, la- the last great Coliseum. Like, how many extra things can we say about Bristol, baby? How many? How about Bristol, baby? There's another one. 0.533 concrete half mile. Variable banking. <laughs> Race number 29 of the NASCAR Cup Series season. And there you have it. So I think that's pretty good to see uh, Bristol out there. And it was very enjoyable Saturday night where everything was on. Like, what a great Saturday of, of television viewing. They're not all like that, but this one was spectacular. We had the University of Miami Hurricanes. We had the New York Yankees playing baseball. We had the Bristol night race. We had uh, Le Mans. Uh, what else did we have? Well, we had Miami Heat basketball. We had everything. It was on Saturday night. Like, you did not have enough screens to be going. I had phones going. I had TVs going. I had it all going. It was all going Saturday night watching a little television. Yeah, too much overload, man. They needed to stagger those a little bit earlier for me. Yeah, exactly. Attention, uh, television watchers. We have too much content coming up between 7 and 11, so we're going to move something. Let's move it. Here's the story that you were just referencing. It is now made to Jayski a few moments ago. It didn't. Uh, here it is, 7.53 p.m. This is interesting because Giovanni, as we were doing a little pre-show conversation, uh, mentioned that Ross Chastain is going to drive the 42 for Chip Ganassi Racing in 2021, which makes sense because I know Chip is very high on Ross as we are full into silly season, and everybody likes Ross because of the melons and all of that stuff. They love his melons. It's just a thing with Ross. They love his melons. And, you know, Florida kid, and he's had great success. Started racing at the age of 12 at Punta Gorda Speedway in Florida, otherwise known as Florida. But that is where a lot of people thought that Bubba Wallace was going to go. And there were questions about whether or whether or not there was a ride at Joe Gibbs or whether there was going to be a ride at uh, Hendrick Motorsports to open up. The Chip Ganassi ride was where a lot of people thought he was going to go. And so when Ross takes the Chip Ganassi ride and uh, those other organizations flat out said, nah, man, we don't have anything going with Bubba. Suddenly, did Bubba leave Petty? For nothing? Like, could that happen? And so here's the story. Denny Hamlin forming a cup team with a gentleman you might have heard of, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are going to form a cup series team and Bubba Wallace is going to drive. How about that? And a few weeks ago, We talked about this, getting Jordan involved in the sport and Danny Hamlin. Like, you'd have to pull that. Some of our WFO virtual producers are going to have to dig that one up. But this was discussed on the show. NBA legend Michael Jordan and three-time Daytona 500 winner Danny Hamlin today announced the formation of a new NASCAR Cup Series race team that will begin competition for the 2021 season. Rising NASCAR star Bubba Wallace has signed a multi-year deal to drive for the yet-to-be-named single-car team. Growing up in North Carolina, my parents would take my brothers, sisters, and me to races. I've been a NASCAR fan my whole life, said Jordan. 
the opportunity to own my own racing team in partnership with my friend, Denny Hamlin, and to have Bubba Wallace driving for us is very exciting to me, Michael Jordan. Historically, NASCAR has struggled with diversity and there have been few black owners. The timing seemed perfect as NASCAR is evolving and embracing social change more and more. In addition to the recent commitment and donations I have made to combat systemic racism, I see this as a chance to educate a new audience and open more opportunities for black people in racing, says Michael Jordan. Jordan will also serve as principal owner of the new team with Hamlin as a minority partner while he continues to drive the number 11 Toyota Camry for Joe Gibbs Racing. Starting a racing team has been something that Michael and I have talked about while playing golf together over the years. But the timing or circumstances were really were never really right, said the 39-year-old Hamlin. Hamlin's 39. Wow. Wow. Where does the time go? It just makes sense to lay the foundation for my racing career after I'm done driving and also help an up-and-coming driver like Bubba take his career to a higher level. Plus, Michael and Bubba can be a powerful voice together, not only in our sport, but also well beyond it. With the completed purchase of a NASCAR team charter from Jermaine Racing, Jordan becomes the first black majority owner of a full-time race team in NASCAR's premier series since NASCAR Hall of Fame inductee Wendell Scott. Wendell Scott owned and raced his own car from the 1960s into the early 1970s. This is a unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I believe is a great fit for me at this point in my career, said Wallace. Yeah. Yes, Bubba who is the first African-American driver to race full-time in the NASCAR Cup Series since Wendell Scott, who was portrayed by, uh, in, in the movie Grease Lightning by Richard Pryor. Both Michael and Denny are great competitors and are focused on building the best team they possibly can to go out and compete for race wins. I'm grateful and humbled that Michael and Denny believe in me, and I'm super pumped to begin this adventure with them. The name, the car number, the manufacturer, the sponsors, and other details for the new team will be announced at a future date. Well, get some of that. How about that big breaking news? That's exactly the kind of story that we miss all night talking about our own nonsense. And this time we got it close to the front of the show after we took care of our other (coughs) business. Yeah, we sure did. Way to be on top of that story. You all, you're taking credit for texting it to me, but I actually found it on J-Ski going back and forth. When did this text come in? Let's do a race. Let's see. Seven minutes ago. Mm, I don't know, man. I think I was already going on the story, and you could tell I definitely wasn't reading off. And you sent me Bleacher Report. I got it on J-Ski. So there's that. Yep. Nonetheless, we had to warm into the water anyway. We got to do our stuff before we do anybody else's stuff. But let's talk about Bubba Wallace's stuff. That's a pretty big deal right there, brother. Michael Jordan entering NASCAR. That's the headline. Should I cut something for the beginning of the show? Hey, everybody. Welcome to WFO Ignition. Soon we'll be talking about Michael Jordan entering NASCAR after we talk about our own stuff for a few minutes. Stay tuned. Michael Jordan entering NASCAR. There you go. As an owner. As an owner. Well, I don't think anybody thought he's going to drive. Well, I mean, Michael, as competitive as he is. 
You never know. What do you think about this? Coming in off the strength of the Jordan documentary, Michael Jordan is at his peak since his retirement. Like, he's a big brand. <laughs> what are you brand. talking about? Michael Jordan has been at his peak since, like, we were children. Man. But that this, this, and this, this is not his peak retirement. Peak of his retirement era, yes. More people I know. know. I, I don't well, you're not, you haven't thought about it. It's since the documentary came out, millions and millions more people love and respect him than did before. Before, the Bulls fans are the ones that loved and respected him because he delivered championships to them. And of that's course, that's true. rightfully so. I've never so. been a Bulls fan, and I've always yeah, thought Michael yeah. Jordan's the greatest but basketball the player in the world. The documentary is what drove home all the specific little anecdotes and I all guess the little. maybe for you. Yeah, but yeah, well, not definitely. Anybody else I know, definitely I know for me. The documentary loved and respected was Jordan as the well, best you could respect him, but you didn't earth. know any of those moments. All right, I guess. How could you have? Well, I think you know there was stuff there that came out that we didn't know, but you know, little things. But, but you didn't see him in the locker room. You didn't know recap of. Everything we had already. You didn't seen know that he held it personal against that poor rookie guy, and he went and created I these reasons. The, all right, all right. There's the, all kinds of things. Uh, I get what you're trying to say that Michael Jordan was always known and good, but he's never been known this well because of the documentary, and that's why it was so popular. That's why it shattered records because it was all kinds of stuff that people didn't exactly know Michael's full character, and now that they know. And they like Michael Jordan. He's such a likable guy. Now he's buying in a NASCAR with Denny Hamlin. And they're buying a team. One of the world's most recognizable athletes has just purchased a NASCAR charter. That's my, my argument here. I feel like you're debating against me that this is really big news. I'm not debating that. I, you just make it seem like all of a sudden Michael Jordan is all of a sudden on top of the world. Like, dude, we're talking about a guy. But he's been sitting around. top of the world has been forever. But he's not been so, doing anything. He's just been sitting around. He's being oh, retired. No, sitting around being the owner of a basketball yeah, team. Yeah, that's mean, old news. You think, you, what do you think is bigger, being one of the 30 NBA franchises or having a one-off car uh, charter in the NASCAR Cup Series. I think like it's, a big, it's a it's a big uh-huh, deal exactly. to have a NASCAR charter. I'm not charter. saying it's not, but like the way that you're making the story seem like Michael Jordan just comes out of the woodwork. Out of, nobody knew where he was so last, no, since no, I never said that. No, I never no, said that. Been, and now he's bigger the, than ever. This is he's That's bigger than ever. What you just I am said. saying bigger than ever now. Um, you know because of this documentary compared to the retirement times. Yes, not bigger I than guess, when man. he played. Of course not. Of course not. Than when he played, but in his post-retirement career, yeah. Sure. I'm All staying. Right. It. I'm staying with it. Bigger All than right. bigger than U.S. Steel. Yep. It's a big deal. And Bubba US Wallace Steel's is still around. Actually. And Bubba Wallace is going to drive. And so, yeah, I guess that's a pretty good, should he leave the king? He left the king for uh, Jordan, for the goat. We got to tighten up that analogy. He left the king for the Jordan's got no nicknames, huh? No, no nothing like just, that. He's, he's just, just the, that's it. He's just the goat. He's just the goat. He's he's the the left the king ever. for the goat. He, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Mike, I guess you can call him Mike. 
But <laughs> oh, we got a whole th- a Bubba in the Be Like Mike commercials that are going to be happening. Yep. They're going to have shoes. He's going to have the Nike gear. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be no, unbelievable. He's going to have the uh, the Jordan, Jordan the gear Jordan bubble. brand, the flying yeah, man. The, the jump man, jump man. Like Danny Hamlin is, is right. technically a jump man driver, not Nike. That's going to be very interesting. Well, how about Jordan stepping up, diving in? This is what everybody has wanted him to do, by the way. Things like this, helping out Bubba, getting in with the team. How about Denny Hamlin and Jordan playing golf together? Who wins? That's what Jordan. I wanted. Jordan wins on everything he does. I don't know, man. I hear Hamlin can play. He's got a lot of free time. Yeah. I, I, I did, didn't he tear an ACL trying to be a basketball player one year? Something like Gimped that. Gimped around the car week after week. Well, notice he didn't say we're playing one-on-one basketball with Michael Jordan. Well, I right? mean, you know. He... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't hash out the deal at that point. But congratulations to Bubba. That's good news. That's a, that's, a, that's a neat story. It's a good story for NASCAR. It's a positive spin story. Now, who are they going to end up with? Well, I would imagine they're just going to end up being a Joe Gibbs satellite car. Yeah, they said they're going to have a Toyota Alliance there, so obviously they're going to be... Oh, really? Your hope. your story on Bleacher Report says Toyota Alliance? Oh, here it is. There's a little more. Because uh, on this one, it says the car number, the manufacturer, and sponsors will be announced at a future date. Um, and this is a statement at the bottom that's just a kind of attack on. Maybe this just got put up right there. A statement from Bob Germain of Germain Racing. Germain team owner Bob Germain has released the following statement. Being an owner in NASCAR for the last 16 years has been thrilling and rewarding adventure. From winning two NASCAR Truck Series championships in 2006 and 2010, uh, to competing at the highest level of motorsports in the Cup Series for the last 12 series seasons, I have experienced the highs and lows of our sport. I'm extremely proud of what Jermaine Racing has accomplished at every level, and I will be transitioning out of ownership with many memories and friendships. I appreciate the interest and offers made over the last couple of weeks, and I'm excited to see how the sport continues to grow in the future. Thank you to Geico for their loyalty to Jermaine Racing over a decade. It's been a great source of our pride for our team to represent their brand on the track. Doug Barnett with Player Management International has facilitated our Geico relationship since the beginning, and I truly appreciate his efforts. Finally, to my employees, building a team, camaraderie, and creating a family atmosphere has been a highlight of this journey. I will miss each of you. So I didn't see that uh, Gibbs tie, but it makes sense. No, I didn't say it was going to have a Gibbs tie, but Toyota for sure. I said probably Gibbs, but I definitely saw somewhere that Toyota is going to be well, that just makes sense. That just makes sense. You want Jordan to come in with a car and team and a chassis and everything that they can win, run up front right away. Hire the right guys and run up front right away. That's exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Way to go. Another reason to, for 2020, can't get here fast enough. Well, that's pretty interesting. Sunday's race will be in Vegas. And I'm very excited about that. But right now, I'm going to tell Sunday you, night, 7 p.m. on the Eastern Coast. Sunday. It's a Sunday, Sunday night race. Sunday. So it's a little different than the usual West Coast races start usually around 4 o'clock here. But this is going to be a late afternoon West Coast race, probably so that it's not, you know, 1,000 degrees in Vegas. That makes perfect sense. Now, I am going to be on my way back from the Gator Nationals at that point because I am headed to the Emily Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals. Uh, this weekend, Friday morning, going to be head up there. It's 50% capacity. I hear that the top eliminator club and reserved seats are already sold out. Called the track today. Um, but 
you know, general admission is going to be available. And if you're in the area, you should definitely come out. Uh, I want to, before we give the Fantasy League results, I want to talk to everybody about a couple of things, the people who make this show possible, like our mid-roll. For instance, I've been sending out a lot of these WFO radio face coverings for $10. For just $10, it'll be shipped to your door It'll have a face covering in there and two WFO radio stickers. I think it's really our best deal. Everybody is pressuring me to raise the price because it's just too low. The prices are insane. It's just too low. But if you go to the WFORadio.com website, on the right-hand side. There's more. There's more. (laughs) On the right-hand side, you see WFO store. Just click the link. You can play with the credit card. You can pay with PayPal. You just pay. I will receive a notification with your address. I will then... Send it out, and you'll get a face covering, and you'll get a couple of stickers for just $10 to your door. That's amazing stuff. Do that. Do it now. And everybody's rocking the face coverings. Mike Heiner's got one. You should get one. Marvin Rodak, Rodak's Coffee and Grills.com, hot sauces and spice rubs. Giovanni and the family were over the house this past weekend. We went through like four big pots of Rodak's coffee. Just coffee, coffee, coffee. It was out of control with all the watching and all the gaming and all the different stuff that was going on. We had to have a lot of coffee. And we were enjoying the uh, Hui Hui Tanago, which apparently I'm pronouncing. Way. It's Wei Wei Tanago, which, what does that mean? Where's that from? Not every word has a meaning. It could just be like a name of some place. Like Giovanni. That means John. Yeah. That means John. Wei Wei Tanago was really good. I enjoyed it greatly. It's a city in Guatemala, by the Like way. we said, it's a city in Guatemala, of course. Wei Wei Tanago. Guatemalan Tenango. coffee. Tenango. No, Tenango. T-A-N-G-O. No, not on the bag unless Marvin left an N out. All right. The bag says Tenago. All right. 817-924-6821. That's RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Call Marvin. If you haven't called him recently, you need to. Samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. All you kids out there, all you parents, earmuffs. All you kids, I'm talking about, you know, 13 to 17-year-old young people who are riding to school with your parents. Uh, they're covering their ears right now, not listening. But listen, there's a lot of great jobs out there in the world, right? But uh, engine builder, machinist, uh, every day is a little bit different. You get to take pride in your work. It gets paid pretty well. And you get to be around race cars and racers all the time. If that's something that you're into, go to samtech.edu the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Check them out. Tell them you heard about it on WFO. Also, Total Seal Piston Rings. Just having a conversation today with Lake Speed about our Hidden Horsepower podcast and the new episode, Get Ready to Drop, with Kenny Duttweiler, who built the engine in the Speed Demon Streamliner that went 470 miles per hour in a two-way run at Bonneville Salt Flats. What went into that? You'll find out on Hidden Horsepower. That new one's going to drop the end of this week. But really, it's all an exercise to just teach you, to train you. If you're an engine builder, if you're building an engine, if you're having an engine built, to request the best Total Seal Piston Rings. And get on the horn and check them out, TotalSeal.com. Also, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, The Dragster Adventure. Frank and Lana Hawley, we're going up to the home base of Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, Gainesville Raceway. And finally, Nitro Fish. NitroFishRacing.com. I was just kind of going back and forth with Randy Lynn. I I think that maybe it's time for some WFO radio hats. What about the hats? What's the hot read on the hats, Gio? They need to email me, joe at WFORadio.com, and tell me to pump it or dump it. The idea of the WFO hats. You remember we had one... 
uh, box of WFO hats made. We had like a hundred made, right? And it was a we had it made locally. And Rich and Saugus won the award for the longest running WFO hat. But even that, even Rich was unable to sustain forever. And Bobby Graham was second. But the problem with the WFO hat is too many choices. There's the trucker cap, and there's the flat cap, and there's the one that doesn't look like a cap. And then there's all these different millions of styles of caps. And I really don't want a made-in-China cap. But most of them are. Even the New Era stuff. The New Era ones that we had, they were made in China. And I, I'm kind of against that. I would love to try to get something that's made in USA. And so we're working on it. So if you're a cap buyer, if you're a cap knowledge, or you're thinking about getting a cap, ball cap, WFO, Email me, joe at wforadio.com, and uh, put me on the right track. Like regular ball cap, you know, like ball cap, fitted ball cap. We can't have caps that are $35. I think that's extreme. 35 bucks for a cap. Like, Yeah, that's like a Major League Baseball caps are 35 bucks. Right. I think it, that might be, that's a little too, too, too high end for our stuff. Right. I would love to be able to sell a cap for what twenty bucks? Is that the right number? I don't even know. Yeah, I think twenty. That's low. Um, you know, twenty plus their 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 shipping sounds like a good number. Yeah. But anyway, so I've been talking with Randy Lynn at Nitrofish. Use a promo code WFO twenty. Has anybody bought anything on Nitrofish recently? You better do it. WFO twenty. And uh, at the end of the show, I'll tell you how to get some free stickers. All right. Now it's time for the fantasy results. The weekly winner with 374 points. First of all, thanks to Patrick, Ooh, the webmaster. That's a huge week. Thanks to Patrick, the webmaster, for doing these results. Pat, really appreciate it. So I don't have to go through that website. It's a nightmare. Barbecue Bob. 374 points. Barbecue Bob wins the week. Followed by Willie B. Racing. 350 is tied with Cervix Splitter. Fourth, DRT Girl, Dirt Girl, 326, Fat Tire 22, 319. And in sixth place, maybe his only, maybe his second top 10 of the year, WFO Joe, 310. <laughs> Rusty Racing, 308, Double O Dead On, 304, JJ Husker Fan, 303, and Rich and Saugus, the aforementioned, tied with JJ Husker Fan for 9th and 10th. Most points, Barbecue Bob, biggest gainer, Barbecue Bob, up eight. The biggest loser. Oh, wow. Oh, what happened to the bug barn? Down 12 positions, Bobby. You need to go back to work. Whoever was your contact to help you out with fantasy at work, clearly you need to get hooked up with them again. Because now you're down 12 positions now that you're not going to work anymore, Bobby. And Del Flacco down 12. The leader of the 2020 WFO Radio Fantasy League scorecard. Is hockey kid, and hockey wow, kid, hockey kid maintaining his lead. No, the top. no, expanding, extending his lead, his lead to ninety-two points over Royal Flush Racing, who has now taken over second. Motorhead fifty-five has fallen to third. Fourth is Elephant Racers one fifty-one back. Gareth Senkow one seventy-three is is currently fifth. Gareth is one seventy-three back in fifth. And before I go any further, I would I wish to congratulate. Gareth, in my most heartfelt congratulations, Gareth won an NHRA Divisional Wally this past weekend 
with the WFO radio stickers on his car and while wearing a WFO radio face covering, thus driving home the point that the WFO gear is good luck. It's amazing. Gareth goes out there in his super street car and he's racing uh, north of the border, an NHRA race up there. And look, I'm going to put it on the screen for the Giovanni in Miami so you can see Gareth in his car holding his Wally, pointing at the WFO radio sticker. I see it. While wearing his WFO radio face covering. Sweet. A tremendous milestone for the WFO universe. It's almost as if you guys won this race along with Gareth. And Gareth, you know, how was he able to drive while wearing the WFO radio face covering? I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. But he's got it on in the picture. And that's all that matters. Congratulations, Gareth. Good job. That's a big deal. Like, winning a divisional race? He's got a Wally. He won a divisional Wally. What's better than that? Answer? Not a lot. Brad Brad is sixth. Beer Reader Racing, seventh. Ray Indy, eighth. Highline Real Fine is ninth. And LFA is tenth. Team 12, 11th. Smother and Covered, 12th. Mr. Fantasy NASCAR, 299 down, Geo. 290, kind of just kind of holding firm there. Is he going to be able to make a run on all these people? Scary. I mean, 300 is still within reach, seven races, but yeah, it's, you know, he's just lingering there. Patrick, the webmaster, 14th, racing 50, 32, 15th, Geo in Miami, 16th, Uper 1, 17th, Dirty Hippies dropped a little bit. What's up, Rich? 18th. Barbecue Bob with those up eight positions is 19th, and Fat Tire 22 is 20th. Rich and Saugus, 21st. Keen Racing, 22nd. Down 10. Bug Barn, down 12. 23rd. Chicken Pit Special, 24th. Low Racing. Los Chincones, 25th. Chincones. Easy E009, 26th. Jambalaya J Racing, 27th. 28th, Sacramento Racing Fan. 29th, 00 Dead On. 30th, Rusty Racing. I'm keeping giving these names instead of going on the fives because I expect mine to be coming up soon. 31st day racing 21, Craig and Newhall 32nd, Stubo, Stubo. We got to talk about how great Stubo and Southern Racer X are three points apart. Stubo and Southern Racer X are three points apart. Living in the same house, battling 33rd and 34th down the stretch they come. Pretty amazing. Just ahead of Spider Monkey Racing is 35th, Aviators 36th, and there I am. Woo. 37th. 77-12. Who? Yeah, but you went up three spots. Look, in the cervix splitter up right seven. on your tail. Yeah. I'm up three spots. And the next, yeah, the next spots are kind of, I got I to gotta have a big day to get into the top 30. You can see there's a big gap. I need another big day. It's all right. I'm working my plan. The cervix splitter, 38th, Fleet Tree 39th, 40th, driving hard. Now I'm going to do on the fives. 41st, Bulls Wool. I don't want want to leave anybody out. Car 24 fan, 42nd. Hockey Dad, 43rd. El Flacco, 44th. Team English, 45th. Followed by Willie B. Racing, Young Money, Kyle Larson, Race Guitar, Miller Man 2, Brian, Dirt 99. I can see our Almarolas, JJ Husker fan, Blurple Hog fan, Low Blinker Fluid. Team Gray, 55th. Hanging tough, 55th. Come on, Greg. Up a spot, man. Up a spot. Up, he gained past Sith Racing. He's got to catch up to low blinker fluid 
and maybe Blurple Hog fan, who appears to maybe have quit. And there it is. Those are your fantasy league results. How about that? There's a lot of battles in there within from for position there that I see that are really, really close, like 10th through 13 for like eight points apart. 14 through 20 are like 11 points apart. Wow. A realistic. Actually, if you 14 through 22 are 12 points apart. What's realistic? What's realistic for me? I think if I can get into the top 30, I'll be doing something. I would need to gain you can make points. up 100 points on 100 all points. those people right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, 110. That'll put you 31st. I'll, I would be very happy if I could crack the top 30. This has been a tough year. We've all gone through so much. It's been a great challenge. So there you have it. And this year has been a lifetime. <laughs> no joke. Oh, yeah. No joke. And it just keeps getting, you know, the whole we don't talk politics, but we did lose a Supreme Court justice, which is beyond politics. It's our nation and civics. But talk about like energizing that whole universe, right? Like, hey, we got a pretty big fire burning out here. What should we do? (laughs) Hey, let's put a 55 gallon drum of gasoline on it. Oh, okay, (laughs) And that's where we are. (laughs) Crazy. Meanwhile, Formula One is in Russia, Sochi, the race that, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I'll watch. Lewis has got a chance to tie Michael Schumacher for 91 victories. That's pretty amazing. And I want to be there for that as someone who witnessed in person Lewis's second race win. Big deal. What is this crazy story on Planet F1? What is this? Eddie Jordan says that Lewis Hamilton should move to Red Bull alongside Max Verstappen. What is the kind of nonsense is this? I don't see it. Maybe. What are you talking, Eddie Jordan? Somebody at the website's obviously friends with Eddie Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, listen, I'm going to yeah. just talk some stuff. Netflix aimed to capture Hamilton matching Schumacher. Here's one. Lewis Hamilton's maiden shot at matching Michael Schumacher's victory record will be played out in front of the Netflix cameras this weekend. The makers oh, behind I heard the... about that. That F1 thing that they do is following him around. Oh, can I talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, all right, here's, here's what I... I uh... Do it. Apparently, we're not real Formula One fans on the show. I don't really watch Netflix and stuff like that. That's so. the thing, man. Apparently, like, I've seen a couple of episodes, but Carlos Picari turned me off to it by saying the only way I can watch it is if I go back and watch every episode from the beginning. And that made me feel overwhelmed. And I, I didn't want to do that. But I've seen two episodes, and it's, it's, um, it's, um, what's the NFL one? The red zone? The preseason. Oh, hard knocks. It's hard knocks of Formula One, but all the time. It's hard knocks of Formula One, but the whole season. It's amazing. It's great. The one episode that I saw. But, you you know, you got to watch it. Duh. It's not genius to figure out that you can't enjoy it if you don't watch it, which I don't watch because it's on Netflix and I don't have Netflix. And someone has tried to give me a Netflix password and eh, I just feel... Weird going on Netflix. But everybody says it's great. It's not good. It's great. And so here's a perfect example. 
Uh, Hamilton moved within one win of Schumacher's all-time tally following his triumph at Mugello earlier this month, uh, where he overcame chaos and best efforts of his teammate Valtteri Bottas to claim victory. Speaking straight after the race, the Brit couldn't quite believe he'd moved just one win away from Schumacher. It just doesn't seem real, said Lewis. Obviously, it's ultimately a privilege to be in a position and have such a great team and car to be able to deliver weekend in, weekend out. But I just feel forever grateful to the people that continue to work hard. I'm just a link in the chain, but getting the wins is not easy when you have a great driver in Valtteri Botas pushing you to the limit, weekend in, weekend out. But I never thought I would be here, that's for sure. Says Lewis. And so they're going to have the Netflix cams, and that'll be the first episode that I dive in and watch. Mercedes invited the Netflix to document 125 years in motor racing for their manufacturer uh, at last year's German Grand Prix. However, the world champions suffered one of their worst performances in recent memory. Hamilton spun off twice before asking to retire the car while Botas crashed out in uh, the rain hit race. Hamilton heads into this weekend's potentially historic round in Sochi with a 55-point championship lead over Botas after winning six of the nine Grand Prix staged this season. Following the race in Russia, the sport will head to the Nürburgring for the first time since 2013. Oh, that's cool. We'll get to see the Nordschleife. Organizers confirmed on Monday that 20,000 spectators will be allowed to attend. Geo, 20,000 people, a packed house. Packed house, that's wonderful. 20,000 going to be there. This is just part of re- reconditioning ourselves to crowd size. 20,000, wow. That's a fifth of the track's capacity. So next year when they're up to 30,000, it's going to be like, again. And there it is. That's kind of cool. The Netflix show going to be out there for Lewis. Netflix. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got. Netflix. You know, dude, I really, you know, I have access to a Netflix and I, I just, I, I, there's so many things out there and I basically have resided myself to just watching the live events because I just, I only have so much time to dedicate to the, to the idiot tube. And so I watch the, the live sporting events that most of them are the racing and the stuff that we talk about and the stuff that really interests me. And uh, the morning show with Jennifer Aniston. You watch Well, that. I saw that like in the middle of the night last year when it came out, like sometime over the holidays. But, Here, here's an article. But it's on an easy access channel that comes across my screen all the time. In order to watch Netflix, I have to like go to a different, what what is that, um, input. Oh my gosh. There it is. The epitome of modern laziness. Oh it's, man, I gotta go to another input. No, and it's not even that. I gotta push it's this really button and that, then I get no, the arrow. But it's it's much like the the watching TV in the streaming era is not like being able to scroll through the guide and just watch whatever you want of what's on. You actually when, going to Netflix, you have to know what you want to watch or have an idea. Otherwise, you're gonna be on there. Like, in, stuck in a hole for hours trying to find something scrolling through, like, their interface. Well, all those so, things are like going into the old school video store where you just walk around the video store and look at the covers of boxes and try to make a decision on what you wanted to watch based on what the box artwork looked like. And reading the back of the box and, like, what is this movie about? I've never heard of this movie. And you maybe get a movie and, and it's a stinker. 
And that's basically what Netflix is, right? It's just blockbuster video in your house and you see all these different movies that you never would probably watch anyway. And some good stuff. You know, the Netflix stock is at $487. It was up 17 today because there was, you know, everybody piling back into the COVID stuff. Stranger Things is on Netflix. Right. And, uh, you know, I've watched a few episodes of those, but I've, you know, Mrs. Geo sat through and watched all the seasons and all of them. But again, you know. The Crown. Just, the Crown is one that people watch. I, I yeah, mean, never I, heard I, of it. Not watched Crown. Uh, Ozark. People like Ozark. Yeah, well, they like the Tiger one, too. You know, they like all that crap. But the Tiger again, one. Listen, Cobra Kai is now on Netflix, right? Right. And that's again, the, that's know, the one. Oh, here's one that's on Netflix. The Netflix is that it's a specific thing like that that you have to go in there and, and, oh, and I'm going to sit and watch Cobra Kai today. And I'm, you know, but by the way, there's X amount of episodes. So unless I'm going to watch like, oh, I'm going to give it a two-hour window and watch, what, what are they, half an hour episodes where I can watch four episodes? Yeah, they're like 20, 25 minutes. Right. Yeah, right. The the half hour regular I let me way. tell you of all the stuff on there, I recommend Cobra Kai. I think Cobra Kai is I was think it's excellent. great, but again, you know, in, in when I I've, I rarely ever find myself to the point that, oh gosh, what can I do? Let me click on the Netflix and and die for the next hour trying to find something to put on here. So it's easier to me to just go to like something live that I know I'm interested in, like a sporting event. House of Cards. House of Cards is on Netflix. Never saw a single episode. House of Cards was good for a while, and then, as with everything, it jumped a shark. I think it's coming back. Isn't it coming back? Yeah, I think it's coming back. <laughs> I don't think Kevin Spacey's allowed. No, to come they're going to make the his wife is going to be the uh, the person. But anyway, um, Netflix has got the Formula One show, and Netflix has got Cobra Kai, and that's really what everybody should be watching. Is Cobra Kai because it's really good and nobody has seen it. Nobody has seen it. Not nearly enough people have seen it. They're starting to find it. Um, you recently made the switch to YouTube TV from Hulu. Was that good? Was it bad? Was it a good upgrade? Was it a bad upgrade? Should we do it? Should we not do it? Do whatever you want. I'm switching around because th- there was something I want to watch on the on the YouTube that wasn't available on the Hulu. Oh, that's it. Like NFL network. You can cancel. You cancel just immediately on the fly. There's no contract. No, none of that. None of that crap, man. I canceled and I went in there and I put cancel. Oh, really? That's it. Just, you know, get off my, take your hand out of my pocket. Netflix cancellations surge materially in the wake of cuties controversy data shows. That is a story from Saturday. Do you have any idea what any of those things are? Well, Netflix is that streaming service. I'm going to assume Cuties is a show on Netflix that's got some kind of controversy going. And so people are canceling because of the controversy involved with the Cuties show. Okay. Netflix is facing serious backlash following the release of the French coming-of-age film Cuties. Is seeing a wave of cancellations on the platform, new data suggests. According to the subscription analytics from firm Antenna, Netflix cancellations surged five times the normal amount following the release of Cuties. Meanwhile, I'm, I almost don't want to talk about this uh, Cuties thing anymore because I don't know what it is, and it's probably starting to look uh, bad. We're gonna we're gonna move on. This is what we're gonna do. Y'all want to know the rest of that story? Go find it yourself. Go find it yourself. And there it is. So Formula One in Russia, let me get back to my Haas F1 report, Giovanni. 
Gunther Steiner okay. has defended Haas's decision not to upgrade their car this season, even though they have only a single world championship point to their name. That is like the subheadline, and I'm telling you, I agree. I agree. Don't waste another second on this season. You're in for next year? Yeah. You've already re-signed the Concord Agreement? Yes. Okay. Focus on next year and do better. Focus on next year. Do better. Haas are struggling at the foot of the Formula One constructor standings in a three-way battle with Alpha and Williams, albeit recently Ferrari have also been producing roughly the same pace as those teams in some races. The one point Haas did gain was the result of a inspired strategy decision during the formation lap for the Hungarian Grand Prix when they pitted Kevin Magnussen and Roman Grosjean to fit slick tires on a drying track. The radio call was actually illegal and a time penalty was issued, but it was not enough to drop Magnussen out of the points and he ended up in P10. Nevertheless, yeah, that's they got to rub the salt in the wound, right? It's like, yeah, and the only point you got, you cheated. And another thing. Nevertheless, Haas have otherwise been uncompetitive for much of the campaign and not helped by the decision not to upgrade the VF20 during a whistle-stop season that has already featured three triple headers with the team's focus clearly on 2021 and 2022. Totally agree. I think it's genius to not do anything this year. Quoted by Autosport, uh, excuse me, Auto Motor und Sport. Auto Motor und Sport, which I believe means and. Haas team principal Steiner explained, it was already too late to turn things around. If I start with an aero package today, it will be two months at best before it's on the car. The production time is between four and seven weeks. The entire lead time depends mainly on the development time. If I can do something in two weeks that brings lap times, uh, things will go faster. But then we would have done something wrong in the last two years then we would have done something wrong in the last two years there have been fleeting positive moments for the american owned team in 2020 such as when grosjean was in the top six on sheer pace in free practice one and two at the spanish grand prix performances such as that show haas does not have a bad car in optimum conditions if we put it in the right window like on friday in barcelona then we will do well said steiner we lose time in traffic and in the wind in Barcelona, the wind came from the front first. That was good. Then the wind turned 180 degrees, and that was bad. The car doesn't like the wind from the side either. Oh, man. This just doesn't feel really good for us when the wind is affecting us. But Steiner takes no pleasure from racing against Ferrari, who provide Haas with their engines when it's merely at the back of the pack. It goes up and down. Most of the time, Ferrari is in front of us, he said. I'm not interested in the challenge. We fight to beat each other. That is not productive. What good does it do me to beat Ferrari when we are all behind? Under normal circumstances, we won't get any more points this year. Good news. And that's your Haas F1 report. Under normal circumstances, we won't get any more points this year. (laughs) So there it is. There it is. There's your Haas F1 report. But I agree with it. I think that is, you know, the... uh, cut bait strategy this is not working for us we're obligated to go to the races we're going to go to the races with the cars we're going to work on strategy we're going to work on different things we're going to do some testing we're going to figure it out we're going to come back in 2021 and try again with something that we've been working on since august 
Simple as that. So, I like it. I like it. All right, any other uh, final thoughts? We mentioned the bad news in the NHRA. We mentioned the good news in NASCAR. Gator Nationals this weekend. Yeah, Gators coming up. You know, F1 comes back. We got the NASCAR, you know, with the cutoff race, 12 guys now shooting for the eight positions. And that's something that I did not uh, cover. Thank you for that. That's what what I'm looking for. Who's in, who's out? Who's in, who's out? Who's in, who's out? All right, so we just made the final cutoff of the first deal. And the who's out, I'll tell you who's in, okay? Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kay, Joey Logano, who clinched like Gio and I were both confused about that. Uh, We felt like he had clinched just by showing up. Chase Elliott, fifth. We made the call, Gio. Remember that? We made that bold prediction last week that Joey would make it, and he was in, and he was. That's right. Locked it. That's right, yeah. Another lock. Thank God we didn't, we didn't, the black cloud didn't follow Joey. Yeah. Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, Eric Almarola, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, and Kurt Busch. That's it. Who did not make it? Byron, Benedetto. who else? Um... Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Yeah, William Byron wrecked out the Benedetto and Cole Custer. And Cole Custer all came up short. I would like to be able to see that in perpetuity on my uh, website that I'm looking here. The guys that were eliminated. We shouldn't not see their names anymore. We should just see that they're eliminated. Like put their names in red or put a. Well, I guess there's got to be a place for the full standings, right? I mean, well, I'm on just that... I'm on just Jayski's site. Right. I still love Jayski. I do, because he's got all kinds of information all over the place. It's great for when you're well, doing a show. I mean, guy made out, well, I'm a smart guy. He sold wow. out to ESPN, and then he wow. got it back when ESPN dumped it. Can you, seriously, like, wouldn't you love to know the numbers? Wouldn't it's, you love it? It doesn't matter what it was. He, he made out all right. <laughs> he did. He sold it. They didn't know what the hell he was doing. They tried to, s- to change it. Everybody hated it. They said, this thing sucks, and they dumped it back to him, and he took it over, and it's immediately good again. Because of its simplicity. That's the thing about Jayski is it's not supposed to be like Geo can't bother to summon the energy to switch from input one to input three to watch something. So if he's indicative of the normal person, and he is, you want to be able to get as much. You're watching 10 videos (laughs) and a commercial to see the update, all these websites where everything is video. iPad and a phone so I can watch everything that I need to watch going on a Saturday night with all the things going all my d- devices but no I can't switch the, the damn and you know why? and you know why I'm so viciously attacking you and my attacks are so sharp because, because I agree with you because it's true no it's me too that's why I didn't mess with my Apple TV for a long time ah, I gotta switch the input there's gotta be something on regular TV I'll just settle on something I'll just settle on something, man. I don't switch the input. And then when I wake up tomorrow and turn on the TV, it'll be on the wrong input, and I'll have to switch it back. Oh, I'm going to switch it back. This is terrible. Forget it. That's why I didn't mess with the Apple TV forever and why I rarely go to the Roku. Switching the input. Ah, There's got to be a better way, man. This is just too much. Press arrow down. Too much. And so that's why I could see into your soul the soul of laziness, because I'm feeling it too. 
Yep. Yeah. There it is. But anyway, we got it. So there's the playoff cutoff. And uh, I, I think it makes sense, honestly. Now you got Kurt Bush, you got Clint Boyer, you got Kyle Bush, you got Eric Almarola. Like, which of these guys doesn't deserve to be there? Eric Almarola has been steady Eddie. So the playoff system is working. And there you have it. All right. And it's now time for a show within a show The Sports Collision with Giovanni in Miami. Sports Collision. Sports Collision. Sports Collision. Well, the. I mean, this is Valhalla time of the year for any sports fan as we are here working on the NHL finals are going on. You got the NBA conference finals going on. Who's in the You've NHL finals? Um, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Tampa? Tampa Bay, you know, the, the Buccaneers? No, I know about them guys, man. Right, you know, except that they're not really they're the, the Lightning. <laughs> the Lightning, and they're playing the, the Dallas North Stars. Except they dropped the North when they moved from Minnesota or wherever they came from. But yeah, the Dallas Stars, uh, I believe tonight is game two, and Dallas is up one game to nothing. Wow, Big D versus Tampa. Hmm. In the hockey, yes. And um, in the NBA uh, conference finals, uh, we have discussed your Miami Heat are now up two games to one on the terrible and hated Boston Celtics. And uh, game four will be on Wednesday night as the Heat look to take a commanding 3-1 to lead. And in the Western Conference Finals, they have so far only played um, two games as the Lakers are up two games to nothing on the Denver Nuggets with their rainbow uniforms. Oh, come on, Denver. And, uh, well, the Denver, the, 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 minute, the last minute of last night of the Sunday night game, game two, was a very exciting back and forth. Uh, they sw- the lead went back and forth with every possession, and Denver was up by one, and uh, the Lakers had the the last shot, and uh, they made a three point basket and won the game by two points. It was a, a huge uh, shot by uh, Anthony Davis, and uh, so the Lakers are up two games to nothing. They're playing game three on Tuesday night to try and I guess I don't know if the league did that. You know the Heat theoretically should have been playing their their game tonight but i don't know if that was they didn't want to go up against monday night football or what exactly they wanted to get the western conference in their third game before the eastern conference had four full games it's probably that has a lot to do with too but yeah basically tuesday night wednesday night all right but let's okay let's dig deeper so people need to understand that there is you know it's a big deal going on here in south florida the miami heat are a big, big thing. And the idea that we're making a potentially championship run that we even got to the conference finals now and we got a lead, like, ah, everybody's, like, starting the frenzy is beginning, and it's great. And to think that maybe we could play LeBron in the finals would be because LeBron was here, the big three. Everybody knows that. You all hated him. Not you guys, but people hated him for coming, leaving Cleveland and then coming to Miami. And he brought his skills to South Beach. And they won like not two, not three, not four, not five, not 11, not 17, 26 championships, except he leaves. Bang, goes back to Cleveland, delivers the championship and said, all right, I took care of you guys. Now I'm going to L.A to be on the biggest stage and be on the team, you know, where, where, where Wilt and Magic and Kobe and all these guys were, and I'm going to bring a championship to the Lackers. And Shaq. Who, and Shaq, exactly. And who's going to stop them? 
Who's going to be the team to stop them? It's going to be the Miami Heat, man. It's great. It's got all the sub stories. It's going to be awesome. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see Boston versus LeBron. Sorry, Bostonians. Enough of you guys. The world has had enough. And the, way, like a bomb movie. and the way you guys are showing uh, in baseball right now is like stunning. So that's what very we're hoping. That's what we're. It's very embarrassing. Well, very... baseball's coming down now that you mentioned baseball. They're yes. coming down to everybody's playing their last ten games. So the, the expanded playoffs should be coming real soon. Uh, our New York Yankees finally made a nice run there and yes. got themselves have a clinched a playoff spot. Took them to task on the show and it worked out. And that's why sometimes you got to call your your guys out. You can't just when they're playing poorly, you got to call them out. But it was I getting a little scary there for that the Yankees were weren't playing as as poorly as all of their their starters and stars were hurt. And as they entered the lineup back, all of a sudden they they started the bombers were back. The oh, bombers imagine that. The bombers all you have never was your all-star players to return from injury. Yeah, but the bombers have never existed in such a way that they exist right now. Like we've seen Craig, what was it, three games in a row with six home runs per game? Yes. And they hit five home runs back to back to back to back to back to back in one night. And that which is that's just insanity. And wasn't there a game where they put up a twenty spot on someone? Twenty seven, twenty something? Yeah. They 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 went on the scoring barrage. They've hit nineteen home runs in those three games. So That's crazy. If they get hot, they're Record hot. But... Breaking output. But yeah, just like that, then yesterday they you know, they got blown out and today they're losing eleven to two again. Ah. Whatever, just make the playoffs. But again, they, well, look, they clinched. They already clinched. Now it's just a matter of seeding. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Go Yanks. That is, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting nervous just thinking about it for for so many reasons. But I just want to, like, I remember, but, I remember yeah. last year's because okay, so Verlander's out for the season. Oh, there's a lot of it. Much like the NFL, that uh, injuries are just popping up left and right. The the pitchers all got hurt early on and. In, in baseball yeah. and yes Verlander was got hurt like immediately but they he was trying to I guess um ther- do therapy to make the, the the elbow magically get better but the only magic that makes your elbow better is called uh, Tommy John surgery Tommy John surgery and he's gonna come back and pitch he's gonna be pitching 110 miles an hour after the surgery because you're actually well, like we'll even see. better I mean, because Verlander is a little on the on the other end of the you know so he's using that the, performance the, enhancing Stuff. Of the decline, yeah. Well, yeah, he's got the performing enhancing uh, wife. We yes, know how he's that works. got the performance enhancing wife, uh, the performance enhancing substance known as the nectar, Kate yeah. Upton, <laughs> that will enhance Absolutely. your performance. Like, oh my god, I'm married to that. Oh man, I feel better. I'll get work harder. This is great. I, I'm happy. I'm happy just talking well, about. Well, that's Kate how Upton. it works. It may, uh, look, I'm happy. All of a sudden, I'm pitching better. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so your, your Miami Marlins and yes. Derek Jeter's Miami Marlins are in the playoff hunt. They are have not clinched a spot yet, but they are 28 and 25, which is an amazing record. They're, I mean, two games away from finishing no worse than 500. Who would have thunk it? And, um, you know, they might date. They are the as fourth right best. Now, if the season was over right now, 
they were they have the fifth seed. They're in the, the National fifth League. best team in the National League. That's insanity. The second, yes, second in the Eastern Conference in the Eastern Division. People don't East. understand. Again, I know we're kind of Miami centric around here, and everybody else has got your own stuff and your own teams. But you get it. You follow baseball. Well, you care about your teams. If you call me up and tell me who are your teams, I'll tell you the, how how much they suck compared to our teams, or vice versa. And consider it, uh, you know, like group. I mean, unless you're a Dodger fan right now, right. Consider it group, uh, you know, knowledge quest. The Miami Marlins were a total joke to 95% of the people down here in South Florida. And when Derek Jeter bought them, he was ridiculed by many, many people, including and especially New York Yankee fans that I know. Many of my own friendships were frayed. Because I was having to defend Derek Jeter and his character to them. And they said that there's no way and that this is a bottomless pit. And that that the Marlins, that this is what the debate was. So you can understand. Would the Marlins and their gravity of negativity bring down Derek Jeter? Or would Derek Jeter and his... Whatever he's got, I don't need to lay it all out there. You know, Derek Jeter winning, amazing Jeter. Everything he touches turns to fantastic gold, layered in platinum, being held by Kate Upton, right? Would Jeter, be able, in his winning ways, be able to elevate the Marlins? That was the debate. And I would say it was like everybody against me saying that the Marlins would destroy Jeter. It was a bad investment. He doesn't have enough money. He doesn't have what it takes. The Marlins are terrible. The first season he was here, the local media really went after him hard. You fired the water boy. That water boy worked here for six months, and you fired him. How did you do that, Derek Jeter? They went down the list of everybody who had been an employee, and they, they demanded explanations why Jeter had blown him out. It's like, hey, it's my team. He got rid of Stanton. He got rid of Yelich. He got rid of all those guys. They loaded up the franchise with guys nobody ever heard of. And now they're about to make the playoffs. Okay, that's not exactly true. The big names that they traded, with the exception of Stanton, who they just salary dumped him, they traded for pro- top-level prospects. And but that it- was part of the anger that they were trading once again another fire sale of all-stars and high-priced talent for prospects. No one claimed that Derek Jeter was going to be a failure. Or oh, that the I heard a lot of that. Was oh, that. I heard okay. a lot of that. No, no, no. Let, I think you're misremembering no, very much. No. The, ba- the main argument around here and the, the anger of everybody was the fact that they did a fire sale as soon as the new ownership bought the team. That's what the anger was. It what was, are you supposed uh, okay. to do, though? That's what, it, that's it, what it you do. You the fire sale. Like a it band-aid. Right off. All right. Well, really, that's that's what I and there were different right. arguments going on, by the way. The one I had with you is very different than the one I had with Paul Bauer, uh, you know, depending on your general balance. But they. It, what are you going to do? You're going to keep these guys around and just pay them to well, be. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right about now, uh, uh, you know, a Christian Yelich who's only like in his mid 20s, you know, who, who was not overpriced. I understand why they got rid of him because, you know, first of all, the team is contending sooner than expected, but it is also a weird season. 
where we're only playing 60 games, which is just just less than you know, just less than a third or less than 40 percent. Sorry, just over a third. Yes, that's true. That is okay. And so if you you know, and while they are playing nice now, if they were going to play another 90 games, you know, you know, who's to say that they're not going to regress to the mean? They could finish last. Yes, I get that. So it is, you know, all of this, these things being what they are, but man. Of all those players, yeah, a, a Christian Yelich MVP type guy in his mid twenties right now would have been nice. But again, he didn't want to stay here in a rebuilding process. That's understandable. And and you know, and of course, but yes, it is great that these young guys that they traded for and that they've drafted in the last couple of years from you know from sucking are turning out to be to be good. I mean, I didn't doubt that the players they traded for were, were good. My issue is like, hey, man, if you're going to go buy a franchise and you're going to bring in and you're going to spend a billion dollars and you got this big money guy, like, you know, I felt like he, the, the history of what had, had already happened here was not really taken into account. And by the way, as decent as these guys are, you know, it's going to take a while to get these fans to get back out there. Oh, yeah. The stuff they going on out there. They might but never. Just they, the but... history that people aren't necessarily believe that they're going to pay these guys now when they come do that. They're going to keep them together. You know? They, and while, again, that's unfair to the new ownership, it is what has happened in this town for 30 years that the franchise has been here. So it's understandable that that's what people, are, you know, think. But, again, this is, you know, as bad as, as, as things have been down here, this champion, this franchise has won two championships now. They've They're never lost a seven-game series. They've never lost a seven-game series. They've never lost a playoff series. How about that? It's crazy. No, it, they won. Yeah, they won the wild card twice and made it all the way to the World Series and won the World Series, ninety-seven and 03. And they, unbelievable. And they beat the Yankees one year. Yeah, yes, they did. And they beat the Cleveland Indians in ninety-seven. And sports radio. I was at both game. I was at both World Series. I was at the Cleveland Indians uh, World Series when they clinched. Uh, me and my friend uh, Rick Daddy McDonough, the racer. Craig Council. After, was it after, was it coming back from the bracket finals? I don't know. We were coming back from something. Yes, Craig Council, exactly. Moises Salou, those guys. Um, and then against the Yankees, uh, I was there for Roger Clemens' last game, I guess. Yeah. The rocket started. It wasn't his last game, but, and we, uh, you know, we got to extra innings and came back and then lost and then Vlad got on the field it was a big deal for sports radio Vlad he goes running out like if you to this day go look up the Miami Herald front page maybe it was the Sentinel or maybe it was the Herald one or the other uh Vlad is as prominent in the photograph as um uh, what was his name the high leg kick the high stocks the pitcher Marlin High leg kick, high socks. Dontrell, D-Train. Dontrell Willis. Dontrell Williams? Willis. Dontrell Willis. Dontrell Willis. I came up with that on my own from the recesses of my brain. But Vlad, like, and he was a hero at the station until they fired him. But that's a different story for a different day. I wonder if Vlad's out there listening. What's up, Vlad? Remember when you were famous and you got on the front page of the paper and Big Reed gave him a big hug? QAM's logo is bigger than the Marlin logo on the front page of the paper because of Vlad. Doing something, <laughs> running out on the field with the mic. It's great. Yeah. It was great. Uh, well, I would like to see the Marlins have a good year, but this has got to be the Yankees' year because of Dominic Lagana. And just an update. They had posted it on social media that, you know, it's, things are 
progressing and he's fighting and all of that. We've talked about Dominic. But when I think of last year's playoffs, where it all ended, I was in Dallas. I was sitting in the Torrance pit with Dom watching the game. And it's a story that I'm going to remember. There's no way I could not remember for the rest of my life now what has happened with Dom. But, you know, it wasn't looking good. And then I walked away to kind of change the energy. And I came back and then we rallied and then we lost. But that home run that went out, that was a tipped home run to end the game. That stings a lot. Stings a lot right now. <laughs> but you got to just you got to just take it. They had to take it. It's in the past. All right. Any uh, final thoughts? Anything else we need to talk about? You got the Fens. The Dolphins are zero and two, but I'm okay with it. Whatever. You, you, you're, you're I I don't know, man. Seeing those other young guys playing. The that kid from San Diego. You. What about oh, him? Oh, the guy that they, that Ooh. went right after the Dolphins. That's that's the that's the question mark right that's now. Justin Herbert, Herbert, yes. or Herbert, yes. or Herbert. Or that's the problem. Herbert. That's a problem, Gio. <laughs> We're and down by here. the way, no, but look, you know what else? The kid in, in uh, Cincinnati, Joey Burrow. What an indictment on Andy Dalton. I mean, to see Cincinnati put up 30 points a week and be in contention, even though their defense is, is atrocious, uh, is is pretty impressive. But you were, you know, you it was going to take a lot to get Burrow. So he was the number one pick and everybody knew that. The Dolphins had a choice of two guys, and it yes. was a horrible, and horrific choice. Tua, and and they chose one of the two, and now the other has already looking great. Already, and, right? Yes, came right in unexpected, and uh, and looks, uh, yeah, looks uh, like huge. Be, like he can push the ball down the field. Absolutely. That's all we want: excitement, I young know. guy. You know, to be excited. Look, by the way, they lost, but they were in the game against. Mahomes and the the defending champion the whole game, exactly. And that kid gives them you know gives them hope. And so now we got like check down Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) We've got we've got Fitzmagic down here, and we know we're letting him get his head taken off for as much as he can last before Tua gets in there. We're saying Tua's not ready. By the way, they got a a good game yesterday against Buffalo. A nice comeback. They had a win there at the end. The defense couldn't hold it, but. It's just not as much fun seeing, you know, like a guy that we know is on the, he's got one foot out the door. He's almost pushing forty. But they're they're you know, trying. It's not to... the same if two if if the Dolphins lost thirty five to thirty three or whatever thirty three to thirty whatever it was yesterday with Tua at the helm, it would have been exponentially more exciting. Yes. than what we have, and that's the debate that's going on in our city right now and everywhere. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Because their offensive line is still sketch, and this kid gets hit. One big time, and then the whole future is done. That's the problem. So you, the only thing is, like in in Tua's case, we we gener- we really don't know if he's a hundred percent physically healthy. This guy had hip major hip surgery in November. Yeah, I less say less than a year ago hasn't been on a football field since. Not gonna, in in competitive action. There's gonna be a lot of pressure, but I say they leave Fitzmagic in there until as long as they can last. And because this, this season, you're not going anywhere this year. You're not going to the playoffs this year. You're not doing anything this year. This is not the year. This is just a formation year. This is the formation lap. So just whatever it is, it is. If you win four games, if you win five games, whatever it is, it is. Not like in the past where you would kind of want them to get a higher draft pick. It's just whatever it is, it is. But I, I think you got to, you know, it's got to be second half of the season before we start seeing Tua. 
if he's healthy, I think he needs to be in there. And, uh, really? you know, oh, I just forget like the about players it. around it. him. The O-line is not good. It's not. Yeah, but neither Cincinnati's. Look at um, your boy Tannehill. But the Did... Dolphins don't really have any other pieces either, man. Their wide receiver core is... Nothing. That, they have a, that guy, one guy that the... makes an outstanding play, but way too inconsistent, number 18. Parker. No, Parker. I don't know. Parker's just, you know, he is what he is. Well, that... Waste of a number one pick. Sad. But yeah, no. You know, that guy's been in the league like six years now. I know. That's and last it. year he he's showed some turn... flashes, he's but that's it. He's not just going to turn into a superstar anyway, now all of a sudden, you know. At best, he's going to be a, so that's the a, point. You know, a productive uh, catch the ball. Down the, you know, he's not... Possession receiver. The point is the team's not going anywhere. We know it after two games. We knew it before the first game. So why even risk Tua at any point? Why risk him at yeah. any point? No, I hear you. I understand. It's just... Let's never play him ever. Let's just talk about how good he's going to be when, <laughs> when he would play, but never play him. It's like get a car that you know. We're not going to race it. Anyway, all right. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, that was it. I just, you know, a little bit there on on watching some of these young uh, NFL quarterbacks. It seems like almost every team's got a young up-and-coming quarterback now. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's exciting. It's exciting. Like, all the sports are exciting. Everything is exciting. Everything is good. We just got to get rid of this uh, COVID deal. We got to get rid of it. We got to get to the point, which, by the way, the numbers are going up in Europe, apparently. Did you see that? Experiencing no, a little bit of a flare. That's kind of why the stocks were down a little bit today. Like, eh, it's coming back. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I'm going to the Gator Nationals this weekend. That's one for you. Gainesville Raceway. My dad is not going to come with me. We've already had the talk. He's not coming. He's very sad about it. But got to do the right thing. It's the it's the right move for... For a 77-year-old guy with some pulmonary issues to not go... And it, the one guy who's like, yeah, Joe, what's up, man? Hey, oh, man, coughs in his <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, what, COVID? Oh, that's all BS, man. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Yeah, racing. And then my dad gets sick. That will happen. You know where that's not going to happen? Not going to happen on his couch watching NHRA.TV. That's not going to happen. Some guy going to come over coughing his face. That's not going to happen. And when I come home, he'll be here. Unless, you know, an airplane, some crazy sinkhole. In which case, it will be very ironic when I tell you about it next week. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, Giovanni. Any other stories that we need to get to? Uh, movies, shows, nothing. You have definitely switched to Netflix. Um, you have now on YouTube, so you'll tell us about the YouTube thing and whether it's worthwhile deal. I'm still using If you want to have NFL Network and, and uh, MLB Channel and be able to watch the Red Zone Channel and you don't want to get Comcast, then you have to have... YouTube. And how much because is that? Other, I I don't know. I think the basic service is the same as the others. I had to pay an extra ten dollars a month for the NFL uh, for the Red Zone channel. That's interesting. That's cool. So you get all your live sports. Excellent. It's all I care about, man. And here's one more story from the Athletic, which um, NASCAR is planning to hold the 2021 All Star Race at Texas Motor Speedway. While taking one of its two Cup Series points races away, a move that is expected to make room for a Cup race at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin. The All-Star Race would move to Texas as a concession for losing the race date, which would in turn create an opening on the schedule for a points-paying race at COTA. 
It is believed that the All-Star Race would shift from its traditional May Day towards the middle of the season. And it goes on to talk about Coda, and that's uh, Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic. I like it. I like it. More road courses, folks. More road, more road courses. It's the evolution. It's the, it's, it's the natural progression and evolution of things. You know, these four corners, they're cool and all, but people want more corners. And you like contact, you like contact, you like drivers. Well, there's going to be more contact at 98 miles per hour going around a slow corner than there is going to be at 198 miles an hour where people can lose their lives in Atlanta. Like, that's just the way it is. Road courses have proven to create more action in our modern NASCAR world. And seeing them go up the hill and then down the hill at Circuit of the Americas, I don't know. I think it would be cool. Will it be as cool as Formula One cars? I don't know. Will they look slow out there? If they didn't look slow at Daytona, which they kind of did look slow at Daytona, but it was a fun race. Even though they looked slow at Daytona, it was a fun race. And that's all you can, you can ask. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Alan Reinhardt. Alan Reinhardt's going to be on the show. And we're going to talk about, you know, all this stuff. I'm sure people are going to want to talk about Coca-Cola. Um, you know, I don't know what to say other than that's big business stuff. And sponsors are going to come. and Sponsors are going to go. And you've got to be ready with some new sponsors at all times. And speaking of that, let me tell you about Marvin Rodak and RodaksCoffeeAndGrills.com. we got to just try to keep our sponsors on this show. And Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, and Total Seal Piston Rings, and Samtech.edu, and Nitrofish, who are doing such a great job. And if you would like a WFO Radio face covering, you know what? You don't even have to want it. Just buy it uh, from the website, WFORadio.com, for 10 bucks, and I'll throw in some stickers and send it out to you for you could wear for compliance. Also, our Patreon show, Stubo, welcome. VIP listeners only. The Patreons were the one who heard me predict Scotty Polachek was going to win the U.S. Nationals. And he did. He went out there and did that. Did you ever hear that, Gia, that amazing prediction? Of course. Oh, my God. It was incredible. It was a big deal. That was a week ago. Well, that was not good. That was a week ago. Yeah, that was I was wondering, what is this audio clip that I've got here? And it uh, it was what, what are you like Quasimodo now predicting stuff? I am. I predict. I predicted Scotty Polich. And we just got to get some cars, man. Super Street 1090 Index. First time ever at the U.S. Nationals. That's going to be a lot of fun. We got this Mickey Thompson Pro Bike Battle. We're going to get excited. We're going to get fired up. Who's the winner? I'm going to say something. I tried to get him on the show. He's not coming on. He's busy. Too hectic. I appreciate him telling me so. But I think Scotty Polachek, guys. Boom. And it happened. And who knew it ahead of everybody? The Patreons knew it. The Patreons. Why did they get the super Yamama lock? Because they pay. They're part of the VIP audience that pays. Go on to patreon.com slash WFO radio and join the unique squad of people like Derek and Bobby Graham and Jambalaya Jay. And uh, there's a whole bunch of them on there now. And they're getting, like, top-secret behind-the-scenes intel. It's soon. I will draft Giovanni to make NFL picks there. That's where we're going to do the picks, Gio. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. That's the way we got to do it. And next thing you know, we get 1,000 people on there all spending $50 a week. Man, it'll be great. 
Is that too much to expect? Yeah, I kind of think so. All right, Gio. Say goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. All right, there he goes. Giovanni in Miami. He's got nothing else. I got nothing else. That's it. Gator Nationals. This weekend, I'm leaving on Friday morning. It's kind of an out-of-the-ordinary, kind of an out-of-the-ordinary Gainesville. But I'm ready to do it, and I'm eager. I'm excited. I'm fired up. This has been kind of a weird show. I don't know why this was. But that's the thing, first-time listener. They're not all the same. I was watching a podcast thing, like, how to make a great podcast and become a super podcaster, because I'm always wondering, am I doing it wrong? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe I need to be doing it. Maybe I need to sound more like NPR. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. And I don't think so. Every one of these people that's doing their thing, they're like, you know, make it an extension of yourself. That's exactly what this is, an extension of myself. But you don't know what you're going to get. We don't know what it's going to be. You'll definitely laugh a couple of times. We'll definitely go down a dead-end road that you think is never going to end. But then just when we do, boom! There's a cul-de-sac, and we turn around and go back the other way. Plus, you can get cool swag. Hey, hit me up on the hats, WFO listeners. Joe at WFORadio.com. Like, hat style. Big WFO logo in the middle. The round one off to the side, like people are doing now. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking smaller down to the side, like on the left side, the circle. The circle logo on a black hat. People are like, oh, black. People are like, black shirt's too hot. You know, I want a gray shirt. Can you make a heather shirt for me? It's like, no, man, I'm getting black shirts. That's what everybody wants. That's why you got to be able to get everything. All right. Thank you to you listeners. I appreciate you all. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Alan Reinhardt. Enjoy your Tuesday at work. It's uh, You should be almost there by now or on your lunch break. And for the rest of you later on in the week, see you in Gainesville. WFO! This is WFO Radio. I love WFO Radio. Oh, yeah. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies. We're talking gourmet coffee. We're talking hot sauces. We're talking spice rubs. We're talking everything good at RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Marvin Rodak, been doing it since the 70s, figured out that life is better with great coffee. And, oh, he's so right. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. He'll roast up some coffee fresh for you. Throw in some hot sauce, some spice rub, and you will be loving it. Hit him up. RodaxCoffeeAndGrills.com. Attention adrenaline junkies. Frank Hawley's Dragster Adventure is calling you. Rides available for the 2020 season. Go to FrankHawley.com. They're coming to a track near you. It makes a great gift, whether it be licensing for Super Comp, Super Gas, all the way up to Top Alcohol. They can do it. But if you're a drag racing fan and you've always imagined what it might be like to drive a dragster to accelerate 0 to 60 in 3 seconds and run 10s in the quarter mile, give them a call. 866-480-7223, frankhawley.com, the dragster adventure, and tell them you heard it on WFO. 
Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the Blockhead and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today. Hey, engine builders, Total Seal Piston Rings are the leader in ring seal technology, and they go out of their way to help their customers and will make custom sets for any specific piston you might have. Customer service, top-notch, made in America, absolutely. They're located in Phoenix, Arizona, and they've got everything it takes to develop the world's best piston rings. Give them a call at 800-874-2753 or go to TotalSeal.com. Hey, WFO Universe, want to hear your favorite interviews before anyone else? I'm talking VIP access. Want to get right to the interviews? Go to patreon.com slash WFO radio. Get special VIP content, early access to interviews, and get straight to the interviews on patreon.com slash WFO radio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash WFO radio. Become a patron. Become a WFO VIP. This is WFO radio. 